The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. All right, and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. And I have a very special guest in studio with me who will be joining me for the entire session today, Miss Stephanie Crossley. Some of you may know her as Steph. You want to say hi to the TC listeners? Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I didn't know it was my cue to talk oh, or not. <laughs> girl, yeah, you here for the whole time. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. So just to g- give you guys a little background about Miss Stephanie, she is a Milwaukee native who graduated from Rufus King High School. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in social work and communication from Cleveland State University, where she earned a full scholarship to play basketball. My daughter going to be excited to hear that one because she loves basketball. She's like in AAU and all of that. Like, that's her dream. <laughs> what does she play for? She um Now she plays for the Diamonds. She'll be playing for the Diamonds Oh, wait, now. Cunningham? Yeah. That yeah. was my high school basketball coach. Get out. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'll I definitely have to let her know. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year she played with um, Wisconsin Evolution out in Kenosha. Okay. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. (laughs) You guys are going to enjoy Doc. Oh, good. Uh, Right. As I like digress. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Let me get back to (laughs) the introduction. (laughs) She earned a master's degree in education from UW Stevens Point. Despite all the odds placed against her, Steph was determined to find her purpose and to fulfill it. She believes in the power in every woman, not only knowing her potential, but believing in her potential and working on it. If women become better, the families become existent and the communities become stronger. Good Lord. What is wrong with me? She is the founder of Real Talk, which rests under the Women Movement brand, which stands for Widening Opportunities to Motivate, Empower, and Network. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for no that problem. you know we're gonna have we're gonna cut out a lot of stuff so y'all ain't even gonna know like <laughs> where i was fumbling at but you know when i do my one year anniversary special you know i'm gonna have dudes keep reels in there so y'all can hear it <laughs> so thank you for fine. joining me <laughs> thank you for having me i'm glad you said yes so I, i'm so excited about that i could imagine saying no <laughs> I can I, I really respect what you're doing. Thank you. I think it's such a need. Um Thank and I know you. we'll get into um the mental health yeah. topic um shortly. Yeah. But I yeah. Thank you. And you're a black woman too. So <laughs> kudos Look, to you. we roof it all of us. Yes, in real life. In real life. I love it. I love it. And so I usually start off the se- session with pop therapy Mm -hmm. which is a segment from either like a news article or a tv show or a book and bring like that therapist perspective and so i know we talked a little bit beforehand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i was like man they gonna come for me like if i was talking about beyonce (laughs) but no no y'all not y'all not gonna come for me um but i wanted to to kind of touch on the last the latest episode of iana's fix my life so from last week because you probably had a new one yesterday um and the one from last week so if for those of you who have not watched it it was a young a young lady named kamaya who was 19 and she was abducted at birth but she found out that her mom was not her actual mom at 17 when she was trying to apply for a job and you know needed Mm -hmm. the birth certificate and all of that and mom was like well you know 
I'm not your real mom. And then everything oh, she came. Oh, she flat out told her that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then everything started coming out about the abductions and things like that. And so the young lady was on Ian, Let's Fix My Life. Mm-hmm. But I believe her biological mom actually wrote in for them to be on the show. But biological mom didn't even show up. Dad was there. Biological dad was there. And like um, his supports. And things like that. And so for those of you who saw it, um, I think I was just taken back just as um, a therapist and working with individuals of trauma. Mm -hmm. And when we trigger somebody, we have to be able to reel them in and reel them back. We can't just leave them in that state of emotion like that. Mm And I know many of you are like, but, you know, Lakeisha, she she has to be able to own up to it, that it was a trauma. But realistically, the young lady didn't look at it as something traumatic. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was her mom. She considered her mom and she, you know, she had a good upbringing. You know, she didn't find out until she was 17 that that wasn't her mom. And now she has this these other elements of, oh, these are my real parents and Honestly, when the young lady came in, that's what she kind of addressed was just like she struggles with that piece on like how to integrate Mm -hmm. that piece of the family Mm -hmm. in because, you know, she still considers the lady that took her her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, she's spent all this time Mm -hmm. and attachment she has with her and developing that relationship. So she would consider her still her mom. And so... As I saw Iyanla working with the young lady, I saw a lot of projection. And for some of you who don't know what projection is, that is when you are projecting your stuff onto somebody mm-hmm. else. And so she, you know, brought up like how she didn't know her her bio mom until late and things like that. And people weren't honest with her. But the young lady, Kamaya, she that wasn't an issue for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew what her mom had did was wrong, but it seems like she had forgiven her. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like what she stated, her biggest issue was, was just being able to integrate her her biological parents into the picture. And as a clinician, it's like you need to meet people where they are. But also, too, we know Iyala is not a therapist. I don't even think she categorizes herself as a life coach. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. Um She's so, just fixing people's lives. You, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I've seen her. Her definitely um, make some gains with people, but I, I always err on the side of caution because mm-hmm. how far is too far when you don't have that background knowledge mm-hmm. um, or techniques to reel people back in when you set them off on the edge, and even then, you know. It's shown like in like a two day span or like a three day span. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's more work than that because now you've broken them. Mm-hmm. But for the healing to really begin, it has to be something consistent and constant for them. So it, it, like true healing ain't going to happen in two or three days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like it's going to take some work and somebody to be there with you to put in the work with mm-hmm. you. Um, and Steph, just from your perspective as a life catalyst, I know you say you don't watch TV, so you don't you have never watched the show, but and and it'll be one of our questions later on when we dive too much into it. How far is too far, even as a life coach? Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, you know, um, and I think it's good to note that you did state she doesn't consider herself or you don't know if she considers herself as a life coach. But the two, the difference between the two is one, the life coach's role is to or the way I perceive it um, mm-hmm. is to motivate and empower and put people in, in a position um that they're comfortable with mm-hmm. um, to move forward. Mm-hmm. Like, and it goes back to meeting a person where they're at. Um, I would never go into a session and say, you need to do this based on my perception yeah. of the situation. I think it's, it's all about um, learning mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. um, and, and, and finding out what their goals are and helping them get to that goal. Um, I think a therapist comes into place when, um, when it's, Deep-rooted issues, mm-hmm. deep-rooted issues, as you said, like education matters, the mm-hmm. experience matters. Um, yeah, and, 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 and sometimes, and, and I'm going into the question, but sometimes um, I actually went to school for, you know, to become mm-hmm. a therapist. Mm-hmm. I just didn't finish because I, ha- I had one master's degree. I was working on my second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't finish it. So even sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I, I know. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't, Stephanie. Like, you don't know everything. <laughs> and and that's one thing yeah. that people who are put in those positions need to realize that you don't know everything. And when you are losing control of a situation, mm-hmm. you don't have control. It's time for you to, you know, just be honest and be real with your, you owe that much to your client to make sure you're putting them in safe space um, and to connect them with resources that will assist them. Yes. And, and and I was hoping that would be the point. Like, OK, like I can see that segment being really beneficial if it was like the focus on, OK, how to help this young lady integrate her biological family into her life mm-hmm. now, because, you know, now she has this whole new set of family members that she doesn't know. And, you know, what's that like? And even like the trauma for the parents, because like her biological mom was 16 when she was abducted oh. from her. So when you're thinking about trauma and many people don't know that, you know, but trauma stunts your brain development Mm -hmm. if you don't have those supports in place to rebuild that resiliency. Mm -hmm. Um, And so think of that trauma for the mom. So more than likely, mom is still functioning emotionally as a 16 year old, because like I said, she didn't even show up for the the taping Mm -hmm. or whatever. And she was the one that wrote for them to be on the show. Um, so it was just like a lot of moving pieces where I was just like, this is not appropriate for TV, <laughs> where I was just like, oh, no, oh my gosh. Ratings. <laughs> like, you close know. my eyes. <laughs> Unfortunately, at, the, so, at other people's expenses. You know, I was just like, oh, no, don't do Did that. The, um, mom who adopted, who raised her, Did she, is she in she, prison? Yes, she is. So okay. even think of that component. Yep. This lady who she has been like, has been my mom, has been a great mom, away is taking her. away yep. from her. You know, and, and and I feel like it was different elements that triggered her because I know Iyana kept saying, you know, like she kept saying like, OK, these lies, like you're basically calling her mom a liar. And you can see the girl's body language mm-hmm. as she was calling her mom, this woman that she's like, is my mom mm-hmm. a liar? And I was like, at that point, we should have been like, we can't go any further. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know one point she said today, like, you know, I'm going to trigger to get stuff to come out. And I was like, no, why are we doing this? (laughs) But again, if you have that relationship with somebody, yeah. Like even me, when I have relationships with kids, I do have to challenge them Mm -hmm. so we can start getting some of that gunk up. Mm -hmm. However, when I have a relationship and I know what is too far. Right. You know, with Kamaya, was she? Do you feel like she was blindsided with the with the approach, or like what was the objective for her to 
be on the show? Was it a was her thought um, was that she was coming on to integrate with her new family, or what was the objective for that? Because I think you know, if you're blindsided, that could. It, I I I think she was blindsided mm. because she didn't really even know who Iyanla was mm. or like what she was there for. Oh, and then um, one of the techniques. Iyanla used was like okay you're going to spend the night in this room and it's going to be like you back in the womb and you know dad and them won't be able to come get you so again this child who was abducted mm-hmm. <laughs> at a birth yeah. her mom who she is like who's raised her mm-hmm. is taken away mm-hmm. biological mama is not even there mm-hmm. and you telling me I gotta act like I'm back in the womb first off we don't have a relationship mm-hmm. I don't know you right and my people can't come get me mm-hmm. and you saying I gotta be in this space mm-hmm. that that is not even safe for me for her the space is not even safe for her Right. You know, so it, it was just so many moving pieces. She probably wasn't even in the right mind space to even no. comprehend what was going no, on. No, I don't think she was. Oh. I don't think she was. That's imp- I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see how that yeah. ends. Yeah. I'm curious to see. So I'll be following up with you. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. have to keep me informed, please. Yeah. I know, you know, they like at the end, they just like, you know, how they'll do the writings and stuff like that. And it was just like, you know, the family just didn't follow, continue to follow up like dad feels oh. like I believe therapy would be good mm-hmm. <laughs> and like willing to do um, that piece of the work. So I'm, I'm hoping that they actually do go to a therapist and like mom and dad work out their stuff because that is a traumatic experience mm-hmm. to have your child abducted and not get help or support for that. Yeah. You know, so I just really hope that they are able to meet with a therapist and and do some family therapy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and when Kamaya is ready, you know, she'll get to that place where mm-hmm. she can work with somebody right. individually to hash out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think, too, because I also think of the perspective that it puts even for us as a therapist or even um, people that are life coaches where people are like, oh, she's a therapist. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that for sure. She's not a therapist. And I think people are like, oh, but that's what you do or that's what you're supposed to do. That is so far <laughs> from my practice mm-hmm. of how I operate with individuals. So I feel like I always battle like that stigma too because when people see stuff like that on TV, they expect me to be like that. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not here to give you advice like that ain't my role like Mm -hmm. I'm here to help guide you Mm -hmm. to more clarity for you to be able to have a solid decision because Mm -hmm. many of the times when people come to you they know what they want to do and things like that Um, if it's like life altering decisions like careers and relationships Mm -hmm. I feel like people most of the time really know what they want to do Mm -hmm. but want to have that okay to be like it's okay to do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you should do this or do that um, so yeah, so I just want to hear what you guys think. And you know, um, my fellow clinicians, like I want to hear your perspective. If you felt that that was appropriate, please share why. I really want to know if somebody out there feels that that was appropriate, please, please share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those of you who are like, that was not appropriate, please share that too. Cause I want to hear that. So yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go. I think I'm going to go watch the episode. Yeah, you. Ha- <laughs> I would I say dialogue. you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would say you have to see it for yourself. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give you my my um, overview. Like, okay, so I watched the episode. And yes. This is, these are my thoughts. Yes, please do, because I want to hear people's takeaways from it. You know, so and I know she's coming to Milwaukee, so. I think a lot of people are excited for it. So that that should be interesting to see. But we shall see. Yes, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> All right now to dive onto like the main stuff. Because yes. I have Miss Stuff with me. So can you talk to us how did you even know that you wanted to do what you're doing as a life catalyst mm-hmm. or even like that whole terminology? Yes, of yes, things. yes. So um Honestly, um, I've always been in the field of helping people mm-hmm. um, and serving people. Mm-hmm. Um, I find a passion in that. So anything that's tied to my name, it's uh-huh. me in a serving position. Um, and that's what I take great pride in. But um, it wasn't, I, I had this thought about three years ago. Um, and that was during my um when I was out, <laughs> when I was down and out and I was, no, I was forced <laughs> to, you know, just, just take time to myself mm-hmm. and reflect and figure out what makes me happy. What's my mm-hmm. purpose here on earth. Um, and you know, every sign I will pray every sign. Mm-hmm. It will always be, you know, to, to guide people, to assist hmm. in guiding people. Um, so, um, I did a little research, um, still wasn't ready at the time. I mm-hmm. had other things um, going on. Um, and then the idea came back and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pray on it. Mm -hmm. And then when I kid you not, when signs are real, they are real. (laughs) So just being in a position again, I told, um, I mentioned, um, how my, I see it as motivating Mm -hmm, and empowering mm -hmm. and connecting, uh, individuals. And when I say those signs were there Mm -hmm. right away, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to start planning and to take it more seriously. Um, and so. I've taken it seriously, and here I am. <laughs> How long would you say it took you to get to that place to even, you know, take it seriously? Because I think yeah. I hear that a lot when people be like, you know, I kept getting those signs. Mm-hmm. Be like, you need to be doing this. You mm-hmm. need to be doing that. But then I'll be like, oh, I'll dabble in it for a little bit. But then they'll mm-hmm. be like, I eventually had to take it seriously. Right, right. <laughs> and I think for me, it was all about, you know, I never want to tell someone to do something that I'm not willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be in a comfortable comfortable space and confident space so mm-hmm. that when I'm telling you some, or not telling you, but when I'm, I'm discussing things with you and we're working together, I want to be a model of mm-hmm. my talk. Um, so once I figured out what it is that I want to do with my life and, <laughs> and, and made sure I had the right resources and the, the tools mm-hmm. um, necessary um, to get it done, then I was like, okay. It took a, <laughs> maybe two years. Okay. I was still just figuring out, trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so I think I'm in good standing right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I know your degrees are in social work and communication mm-hmm. and education. Mm-hmm. So what were you thinking as you were on that journey getting those degrees? Yes. Yeah, so what's funny is I just talked to some students about this yesterday. Um, and I talked to people about this when I uh, talk about passion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I initially went to school for TV and radio broadcasting. This is mm-hmm. how life works. Um, I took my first class and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't be in front of anyone's camera. Like, I wasn't confident. I'm like, I don't have the right look Mm -hmm. um so then I started researching like what other fields would I be will I do well in Mm -hmm. um so then I looked into social work and it was all about you know serving the people Mm -hmm. um I had a really good professor uh professor Simmons um 
he was like amazing in the social work um, department and I connected with him and got involved in social work and then because I played basketball I was there <laughs> over the summer communications with my minor and oh. I just and because I was done a whole semester early it was like okay it's we can probably bump this minor into a major. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took more classes there. Um, and I say life works the way it's supposed to because, boom, during that same three-year time where I was set, where I had to sit down and really um, decide what mm. what was happy, what, what made me happy, and yeah. do more of what made me happy, and the confidence will come. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm back. I'm into TV and radio broadcasting, and I'm more confident. Like you can't pay me to get a, <laughs> to stay away from a camera right now. Um, so I, you know, I, I just think that um, it's all about the journey and and really finding like what truly makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Life is tricky yes. when you have so many things pulling you in so many mm-hmm. different ways. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm supposed to do this. No, am I supposed to do this? And I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do this. It's like God be like, no, sit down. I got you. I got you. Since you don't want to listen, I got you. Mm. Um, so it was one of those moments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you kind of navigate even that route of not necessarily your career being your passion? Because I think some people kind of get tripped up in that and they think that their career is their passion or even what their purpose to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really they find out, oh, wow, like my purpose doesn't even line up with mm-hmm. what I have a degree in. Right, right, right. <laughs> or a job. And that's in. so f- uh, funny. And that's what, um, with love, my book, um, <laughs> is founded on um, just kind of, um, you know, we, in life, we just do things because we're supposed to do them. So we're supposed mm-hmm. to uh, graduate high school. We're supposed mm-hmm. to go to college right mm-hmm. away. And, you know, we're supposed to get our degree and then we're supposed to go into the work field. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were trained. Yeah. Where society has trained us to, to follow this order. Um, that's why so many people used to get frowned upon when they don't have because they don't mm-hmm. have a college degree. Yeah. Um, but realistically, college a degree isn't for everyone. Like mm-hmm. if we're just being completely honest and not all passions require a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, love that. Um, I think we just get accustomed to just going with the flow mm-hmm. of things. And it's so easy for us. And then once we get into careers, it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, I love what I do. I love what I do because we've been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we tend to we don't tend to. Um, because it's so much that we can do, mm-hmm. we forget about doing things that make us happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, um, what I start doing is just like spending time, just like 10, 15 minutes at a time, just doing mm-hmm. something by myself that that um, excited me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, I do like this. Okay, am I really walking in my passion? Mm-hmm. Um, am I living in passion? Um, so doing more of that and then as the weeks continue, you do uh-huh. more and more of it. And then you're like, okay, I think I'm walking in my, uh, my, my journey on my purpose. So I think people really need to take time because it's so easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. So easy to get it lost. Is. It is. Especially when you have those reinforcers from like social media or oh, your yes. friends being like, Oh, you, I think you are really good at this or you should do mm-hmm. that. You know, your parents. <laughs> right, right, right. You should be a doctor. Go to school and yeah. do this. Make a lot of money. And people are, a lot of people are guided by or um, mm. inspired by, motivated by the money. Yes. Um, which mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't believe in mm-hmm. um, at all because I truly believe like once you figure out what you do, you love to do and you do it really well, you, you'll get paid. Mm-hmm. You'll get paid. You just have to put forth the effort. Um, but yeah, it's so easy. So easy to get lost. It is. And now the title, I love Life Catalyst. Yes. Like, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank you. how did you even come to that title? Because, right. 
compared to somebody, oh, I'm a life coach or a life catalyst. Ooh, life catalyst. What 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 does that person Come do? let me tell you. <laughs> Come sit down with me. Yes, and actually I can't take all the credit because my best friend um, oh. came up with that title. Shout out to the best friend. Uh, yeah, shout out to Asia. <laughs> I have five best friends. People are like, you really have five? I'm like, yeah, no, I have five best friends. But um, I'm like, so this is what I want to do. I don't want to be called a um um I don't want to be called a, a life coach and mm-hmm. I, I threw out some names, and they was like, no, absolutely not. No. And I'm like, well, what do you think? <laughs> so then she threw out she threw out Catalyst, and she threw out, um, I can't remember the second word she threw out. So I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do with it. You know, just really, um, mm-hmm. really, you know, had to research and, and figure out what made sense yeah. and how I can connect with what it is I wanted to do. So then I'm like, I like Catalyst. What mm-hmm. if it, what, how do you feel about Life Catalyst? They was like, that's it. Go, go with it. So, you know, that's where it came from. But, you know, it is a science term, Mm -hmm. um, a catalyst. um, And the way I um, interpret it or how I apply it to what I do is, you know, just being um, that one thing that connects other things without Mm -hmm. burning too much energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, as as a person, and I tell people this all the time, one of the things I do provide is connecting people with resources. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything. Exactly. Um, and that's what we have to yeah. to figure out. Because when we're so lost in trying to figure out what it is that we want to mm-hmm. do, we're running around in circles and we're burning so much energy because yes. we don't know where to start. Um, so my one of my... Um, one of my goals was wor- in working with the person is to, okay, stop, stop running in circles. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's... Um, Save you some energy by bringing this person in. So look into this. So, you know, connecting yeah. those resources. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't affect me at all in the process. So it's mm-hmm. all about you um, as a client. I don't really like using the word client, but it's all about you and what, how you see your vision, what you see your goals are. Um, and just making sure you have what you have. So making sure I'm providing the support. Mm-hmm. Um, I always ask, I say, so what do you need from me? Hmm. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not telling you what I you like need. That. So what do you need from me? And that's how, you know, we navigate through the conversation. Yeah. And I like that because you, you're giving them the wheel mm-hmm. to drive mm-hmm. the cart. So it's like, what do you feel that I can do for you? Mm-hmm. Instead of, okay, I can do this, 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 and that, and the third. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we get so trained to be like, oh, this is the services I can provide to you. But it's like, what solution am I helping you solve is right. the real question. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I love that. And so let, let's go a little back to Steph growing up. Yes. What was that like for you to even get you to this point to be so mm-hmm. passionate to empower other women? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a meme out here. It's a meme floating around that says, um, be the person that you wish you had growing mm. up. Um, and that's why, I, you know, I know what it's like to not have a life catalyst or a mm. mentor yeah. or a role model. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm putting forth um, that effort. So, you know, growing up, I grew up, um, I have three sisters and one brother. My mm-hmm. brother grew up in Madison with his father, but um, me and my sister, so it's four of Four of us, we all have three different fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was incarcerated. He was mm-hmm. in, he went to jail when my mom was pregnant with me. And then my mom was on drugs. But she was mm-hmm. on drugs always. She mm-hmm. she I think she may have got on drugs when I was seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So life from there was just like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, to the point where it's like she was we sell candy and stuff for school, that money will come up missing. 
Mm. Mom would find it. She would go spend it. She would yeah. check our panties and bra. Um, Christmas didn't exist. It was one time, you know, she bought us Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. We woke up the next morning. They were gone. Mm. Um, so she meant well. Yeah. Um, she meant well, but addiction is real. real. And that's something that I had to talk to my sisters about because um, even to this day, I'm like, I will never disrespect my mother. Mm. I, I, won't, I won't disrespect her because she is my mom. And, you know, I understand like one bad decision can yeah. spiral out of control mm. and now all of a sudden you're addicted. So you are a good person. I do think my mom is a good person. She just made some bad decisions along yeah. the way. Um, so, you know, in, in the process, so we've been homeless. We've mm-hmm. we've ate out of trash cans. We, I was so angry growing up mm. and I talk to kids about this all the time. Like we're so easy that one emotion. Mm-hmm. We only know that one emotion mm-hmm. and that's anger. But we don't yeah. understand that's a secondary emotion. Yes. So it's the I, easiest. Yes. So I was hurting. Mm-hmm. I was hurting. I was yeah. sad. I didn't know how to articulate that because no one showed me. No mm-hmm. one was hurting around me. We were yeah. just angry. We know how to yell when mm-hmm. things don't go our way. Um, I fought. Um, I played basketball, but I was a player that was like, we don't want to coach her. Mm-hmm. I, she She's good, but she ain't but. good enough to, to take that stuff. No, that's a risk that we're taking. I mean, ejected from um, games, thrown out mm. of tournaments. Like, she can't even come on the premises. Like, I was I was definitely yeah. that player. Um, but in the process, I used to always be like, I'm, I can't wait till my dad get out of jail because I can't wait to live with him and mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he got out of jail and I was like, I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm. I don't want anything to do with him because, um, and, I, and I when I think, when I thought about it and reflected on it, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you see this dad or this man is in a macho role Mm -hmm. and you see him. And I saw like this, your dad is a hero. Mm. And he was supposed to come and save me. And all those nights that we went without, it was like, where were you? And you weren't there. So as a kid, not being able to articulate that, Mm -hmm. I definitely like, Mm. nope, I don't want anything to do with you. Um, And then, you know, we we bounced around because my grandmother passed away in my eighth grade year. So we bounced around from relative to relative. Mm Um, and then my sister eventually got a house at like 22 and she was trying to take care of me and my sisters. But, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, um, just bouncing. Like I never had my own room mm. until I went to college. Mm. Like, you know, it's just yeah. all those things. And it's like, okay. And, the fr- and I never had anyone that I can talk to about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to figure life out by myself. Mm. Like all this anger, all this insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's not, it's not a, it's not common to say, I don't love myself or I'm, right. I don't like this about myself. Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm about to save face. Mm-hmm. I'm about to pretend that I'm this confident person when I'm not. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that, you know, just truly reflecting on that and not allowing it to hinder me mm. um, has been very, very um, important in my growth and my development as the person I am today. Yes. And and you actually live by one quote in particular from Lean On Me. And I don't know it word for word. Do you happen to know it word for word? Or at least similar to um that Shoot. was my movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. I was that kid at four or five years old, like walking around like, I want to free Mr. Talk because I couldn't say, I mm. couldn't pronounce C words. Um, but I was so, so, and I and I, I, I mentioned that on my website because I'm like, it's crazy. At, you know, at such a young age, I was so in tune to this movie and I love this movie so much. And then to see what I'm doing now, mm. it's like those, those seeds were planted. They definitely were planted. So parents, watch. Make sure you're aware what your 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 uh, kids are are being fed. That's important. 
And, and I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> I think as parents, we're just like, oh, it's just a movie. It's mm-hmm. nothing. But like you said, it, it it's planting. It's mm-hmm. being planted. Mm-hmm. I was working with some students yesterday, and I asked them if they um, – ever if they were um ever witnessed domestic violence or um man disrespect it was a mm. room full of guys okay. young boys i'm like have you ever witnessed a man disrespecting a woman it's like um in movies yeah hell yeah mm. all the time first one watch your mouth <laughs> but you know like that yeah. is wow that's nowadays that's who's raising our youth so you have to be, we have to be as adults now, like we have to be mindful as to what we're putting out there because mm-hmm. they're paying attention. Yes. And one thing I love to share with people is thoughts are the seed of actions and actions will become habits. Uh-huh. So what habits are you seeding? It's, and come so on, we're talk watching. Talk that talk. Talk that talk. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes. But I, I, I found the quote. It says, the one thing that always stuck with stuff was his message if you do not succeed in life do not blame your backgrounds do not blame the established establishments blame yourself Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and so as you talked about even in your story like you say it with you know with a smile on your face Mm -hmm. yes like that that's my story but that has not defined who i've Mm -hmm. become Mm -hmm. i didn't allow that piece of my life mm-hmm. to keep me stagnant right and not reach my optimal potential for helping other people break through amen yes <laughs> and you know what and as crazy as the school st- systems are there's still so many resources within the school system mm. and school is such yeah. a school is a requirement um and i think to avoid being a statistic mm. it's important for us to and that's why I preach, like, when I come across yeah. youth, like, get your education. Mm-hmm. Get your education because you don't know how how helpful this will be to you in your future. Had I not, you know, put effort into school yeah. um, and, and got involved. So, for me, basketball was my safe mm-hmm. haven. Um, and in there, Coach Doc, yes. that was my high school coach. She took me under her wing. Um, and she showed me, like, you know care and love yes. and compassion accountability mm. too discipline too <laughs> uh for sure but um you know um one thing people can't take away from me is my education so once I was you know in a comfortable place mm-hmm. to where I was able to go back and read and be mm. able to comprehend and articulate yeah. it's like okay so that's not what I was really going through I was really struggling Okay, how can I control this? What effort mm. can I put forth so I can better this situation so that I'm not a statistic? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people lose that um, yeah. message. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You are so dope. Like, <laughs> you said it to all your guests, but every guest I have on, it's for a purpose and a reason. Mm-hmm. And I view them as dope. Yes. So it, it, they have touched me or I've or I've heard them say something where I'm like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so my favorite yes. word. Too. Like, <laughs> women are dope. Men are too. But I love me some women for sure. Yes. Yes. And now we we talked about this a little bit um, just in terms of the difference between a life coach and a therapist. Um, now, Steph, for you mm-hmm. personally, how do you know? Um, you've reached your scope of practice working with somebody where mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, they may need to work on something a little deeper mm-hmm. that I'm I'm that's not my role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I'm I'm not confident in it. Like if mm. I if I can talk to you and I can't come up with a um um a confident I can't be confident in my response back to you, hmm. 
then it's I need to connect you with someone else. That's that's another resource, and I, mm-hmm. I understand that. I, that's you know I understand I don't know everything. Yeah. Um, I can uh, provide you with tools, but mm-hmm. when we really get down to the root of the problem, mm. um, probably not. Yeah. Um, but I'm not afraid to build a team either, mm. and that's important for people to to take into consideration in any profession. Yeah, I love that, and 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 I feel like even that you know when you said. I don't when I don't feel confident, it's almost like that values thing. Like, mm-hmm. so I can continue working with this person, although I'm like, uh, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Mm-mm. You know, so that I value. Google issue. some quotes. For right. you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will feel better after reading this quote. I don't know. When it gets to that point, <laughs> time to bring somebody in. <laughs> right. right. And, and I agree because even for me, yeah, I'm licensed, but yeah, I don't know everything. I have a specialty for a reason because like that's a lot of the population I work with, with children and families. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, yeah, I've worked with people with addiction and things like that. But what I'd be like, yeah, send me somebody right. <laughs> with addiction. No, but I know somebody who that's, that's mm-hmm. their thing. That's what they do. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's I might important. introduce you to what therapy look like, <laughs> but to get to the root of stuff, oh, go see this person. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And you know, and I think that nowadays people aren't so quick to bring in other people because for some reason they think it'll dim their shine. Mm. But I think, you know, bringing someone else's light only makes it brighter. Mm, so, you know, yeah. and that's how I view things. Um, I, I, I love working with other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I see that just in the work that you do do. And now you you touched on um, y- you're not afraid to have a team and to build a team. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that. Just even um, being a black woman, because. Mm-hmm. In our culture, right, mm-hmm. we we are competitive. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to step over you to get to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to help you out because, you know, I had to find it on my own and struggle through it. So yes. you're going to need to do the same thing. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. So so what was that even like for you having that experience of people being like, girl, I ain't going to help you out. And you got to figure it all out on your own to now you're at the place where I'm not afraid to have a team because mm-hmm. we helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the team. I think um, my team, the my uh, perception on just having a team stems from my back, my basketball background. Yeah. So I've always been a team player. That like, makes sense. I don't mind yeah. fulfilling whatever role needs um, to be filled for us to be better. And mm. that's that has all like despite my. Um, terrible attitude like that mm-hmm. has always been uh my mindset and then um what's funny is the what what really prompted me to really push this whole like we can be together in spite of mm-hmm. women tearing each other down and mm-hmm. and being in competition this had this was four years ago um mm. i was one of the first people i know women empowerment has been happening but really to really draw a push and really um, start to cut through some mm-hmm. of the the um, the tension that was amongst women um, mm. back four years four years ago in 2014 when I had my first women empowerment fashion show and that all stemmed from me scrolling through Instagram and coming across a post that said one woman can uh, make a difference but together we can rock the world and mm-hmm. I was like hell yeah we can mm-hmm. and that's when I really like what do you want to do with this? How mm-hmm. how could you really push your message? Um, and you know that that has been placed on my heart ever since, and that has that's how I've always operated. So using my platform to motivate and empower and let people yeah. know, like 
we in this together. Mm-hmm. And the I say this, and every, every every time I host an event, I say the same thing. And I, because I want my message to always be felt. There are power mm-hmm. in numbers. Um, and and as dynamic as we are as women, like mm-hmm. just think, mothers, career women, and and. Mm-hmm. and the, in spite of you starting your own business, you have your whole your old job and you have to hold down the family mm-hmm. and you have to take care of finances and you can vote now and you can mm-hmm. make decisions. And in in spite of all of uh, all of those things that's making us amazing, we still have our flaws. Yes. But what happens when my flaws are your weaknesses mm-hmm. or my flaws are your strengths? Yes. How powerful are we together? And you know, that's my message that I always push in hopes that people can see the team concept. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more power in, in us coming together than it is coming um breaking us apart. And then, you know, I teach that. I, I reiterate <laughs> that as as often as I possibly can because I really genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that one of the things that has helped me is just staying consistent. Mm. Like, despite when you yeah. hear women bashing mm-hmm. other women, yeah. being that light, like, you know, we can all come together. And this is why we need to remind them as to why we are doing what we're doing. And how do we get ahead? Mm-hmm. Um, at, that has been so important for me. Mm. And like you said, too, because you come from that team concept mm-hmm. in basketball, a game that you love and are passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I think it it does make it easier to know how powerful we are when you do have a team. Yep. So if you get that individual in front of you, because I'm pretty sure you work with individuals that be like, girl, I ain't building no team. No, mm-hmm. it's all about me. Like mm-hmm. they're going to take away from me. What's something that you can like an activity or a technique that that helps them? be open-minded a little mm-hmm. more just about that team approach yeah. and how, you know, they can't do it all. <laughs> right. And, and, and something as simple as uh, write down your five areas of strengths. Mm. Now write down your five areas of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Now just fo- focusing on your weaknesses, name three people mm. who are in this field who can better assist you. Um, and sometimes you have to open their eyes um, in that way, whether it's someone close by or whether it's someone they don't even know, but mm-hmm. they know that this person does this thing really well. Okay, so challenge, I'm going to challenge you to connect with this person, even if they say no, step mm-hmm. outside your comfort zone, because a lot of yeah. people aren't used to asking. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with one of my friends on her um, launch, and I'm like, okay, I think this will be, you know, I think this would be good for you to invite uh, these type of people and, you know, just be nice and encourage them (laughs) to come. And she's like, this is so outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) That's good. I want it to be outside of your comfort zone. It's important um, because now you are you're making connections that you wouldn't have made Mm. had you not stepped out of your comfort zone. Um, So I think making sure that people fully are aware that there are people who can help them. And um, I just talked to a group of young ladies last week where I'm like, people are always saying we're, you're self-made. Ain't none of us self-made. Mm. Somewhere along along the way, someone helped us, whether it was yes. giving us some knowledge, putting us in a position mm-hmm. to make money or to experience yeah. something because experiences count too. Yeah. And we overlook those. Um, so that's one way. Yes. No, <laughs> I love that it's very concrete. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> And yes. to the point. Absolutely. <laughs> so to have that up front, you got me in my head like, oh, I think I need to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, because some, you know, coming into this, even like this entertainment game of podcasting, um, my mind was totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, everybody's just going to love what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I'll be looking at my listenerships, I was like, so... Um, ain't nobody listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving some good stuff, some good right, knowledge. Right, right. But okay, th- this ain't it. And then you know, it, it led me to that comparison mm-hmm. um, syndrome. So we'll go into that too. Um, 
just comparing like my numbers mm. to other pods numbers, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, well, dang, I feel like I'm giving, you know, some good stuff for mm-hmm. people to help change their life, mm-hmm. but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, um, and, and you know, it, I go so far as to like share how open I am about like my comparison stuff. Um, but like I, I compared it like really heavily to my friends' podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Brunch with Besties, I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like even that, like I started like heavily comparing it to my friends. Mm-hmm. Like and like these my girls. Like mm-hmm. I, I was happy for them, but then I'd be like, wait a minute. Like, I've been doing this longer. What's going on? <laughs> like, you know, like you you mm-hmm. start thinking different stuff and you just be like, well, I'm not good enough. Like, does mm-hmm. that mean like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, you know, qualified? Mm-hmm. But but again, for me, I had to take a step back to be like, OK, what is that stemming from? Because I, I didn't grow up with my biological father. I had my stepdad in my life mm-hmm. who's awesome, amazing. But yet I still had that emptiness. Mm. Um, and then my parents, so my stepdad and my mom, they divorced when I was like 18. And so it was just like, oh, my gosh, my right. you know, like this transition into adulthood. I'm on my way to college and my parents splitting up. So it was just like so many different transitions going on at that time in my life. But. I had to get that stuff, like mm-hmm. get that junk to come up to for me to be able to deal with it. Because mm-hmm. then it started showing up with me thinking like, oh, my goodness, I'm not good enough. But yeah. like, why am I thinking I'm not good enough? Oh, well, if I look back, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in my life. And see, some people, people don't even make those uh, connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it can trigger like, yeah, the subconscious is real. It is. It is. It is. But when you you allow it to come up and be present and you acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. you can work through it. And so, like, I literally had to work through it because it'll be like, I'm happy for y'all. And then the back of me be like, dang, but Mm -hmm. what about me? Mm -hmm. You know, and and, right. Because, you know, they they have that concept, you know, well, we all win. If I win, we all win. Yeah, that's good. But sometimes I want to be the one to win for all of them. <laughs> right, right, right. Understandable. You know? I think we all have that in us a little bit, right? Yes. And so for you, Steph, how did you battle with that comparison trap? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. I think we all do. Even mm-hmm. to this day. And you something you just have to stop and check yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what? What are you doing? Seriously, um, but that that does um, require like a serious dialogue with self. Mm-hmm. Um, like why and um, and then taking accountability mm-hmm. um, for whatever you're putting out there. So if your numbers aren't doing well, what aren't you doing? As opposed to what they're doing and 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 people just not listening. Maybe you're targeting the wrong people. Yeah. How are you how are you marketing it? Um and then and just being realistic about the situation too. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm just using your uh situation as yeah, an example. But but you know, um with with that situation it's it's almost like um I forget what I was gonna say, darn it. It went it was it has to do with marketing and stuff. Well, when it'll come back to me, I'm gonna let you know. But no, um, it's it, it happens. It happens. I think when you when we're so into um just making sure that we do great, a lot of times we we set out to do great. We don't have concrete goals as to what great or success yes. looks like. So mm-hmm. what if what if you had your numbers like okay, I want a hundred listeners this week, um, 
and then friends with brunch with besties, mm-hmm. they had 150. Would you still compare yourself if you reached your goal? Mm. You know, and yeah. I, I think we we be so in the moment, just wanting to be great that we are not like we don't define what greatness looks like. Instead, we yes. compare the two. Um, but it, it happens; it, it still happens to this day. And then I have to go back like, oh, nope, Steph, you, you <laughs> off track. You ain't yes. preaching your, you ain't walking your talk right now. Yeah. Um, but it's all about being honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And for me, like that was big because you know, like I think you know, if people are open and honest about that, and you be like, but them your homegirls, like how you gonna be like you know jealous of like they numbers and whatnot mm-hmm. i was like i'm still happy for them but i'm like well dang like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like i want my numbers to go up right. too <laughs> let's work together now <laughs> tell your people to tell their people to come holler at me right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but like you said, you hit it right on the head. That accountability factor, because I did like I literally had to be like um, with with my homegirl Sherry, who's one of the co-hosts on Brunch with Besties. Um, you know, and she was just like, you know, but we do we put out a lot more stuff. Like we, you know, are on social media. I'm like, I'm on social media. What you talking about? She was like, girl, you don't be posted. I'm like, really? I post. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, girl, I do be posted. It'd be she a lot like, for you. <laughs> Dude, and not enough for dude. everybody else. Then it's all about the timing. When you who yeah. are you marketing to? Are they up now? Is it like yeah. I really try to strategically, strategically yeah. post my <laughs> posts? Like when I do, like mm, no, it's too early. I'm gonna give it mm, rush hour. They okay? Like you really have to take <laughs> into consideration when you're posting, for real. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, having those concrete goals. Because I going into podcasting, I don't even think I developed a plan for it. Like it was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna talk about this stuff, and people gonna love it, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. have all the listen, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be overnight sensation. Right, right, right. Like, nope, mm-mm. reality check. You got to work for this. <laughs> you do, and you you're gonna um experience some things. Yes, and I tell people all the time, they're not losses. They're le- yeah. they're lessons, and and you apply. But yes. you learn and you continue to progress. Yes. And, and, and I did. Like, I honestly had to when I took a step back. It was like, all right. I know I don't like to post on social media like that. Because like you said, it was a it was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, I didn't post it enough. Right. Like, it, it was too much for me to be on social media all the time like that to mm-hmm. constantly post for people. And so my friend now runs that actual page and I just sent her the stuff to be oh, like, okay. here you go. Post that. Go, mm-hmm. you write everything, do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. See, building you your know, team. Right. Yes. People, yes. that's her strength. So yes. she's, yep, she's getting it in. Yes. Shout out to yes. your friend. Yes, <laughs> Chanel. Yes. Chanel, shouts out to you, boo. <laughs> but yes, it, 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 it took me to to be open to that because also I, I was on the strength of, oh, I'm a one band you know, person, mm-hmm. like, I, I could do it all. I got it. But again, that that woman mentality of we got to do everything on our own. Like, I'm superwoman. I got yeah. it. You know, I don't need nobody else helping like me. we got something to prove. Exactly. I mean, exactly. we do, but we, but we, right. we don't. Exactly. We are our own biggest critic. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I was, I was my biggest critic of myself. Like, what am I not doing good enough? Mm-hmm. You know, versus being like, it is good. Like you said, maybe it's just a target audience, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe rebranding who, who am mm-hmm. I speaking to? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. That's important. But it happens to the best of us, though. Yeah. Um. So in, imposter syndrome, are you familiar with, with that concept? So imposter syndrome is just when you feel that you don't belong. 
mm. or you don't um, have the knowledge or skill set to be doing what you're doing. Mm. Have you ever felt that you were in that space where you just like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I don't know mm. what I'm doing. Like, I should I should not be here. Like, this shouldn't be me um, type of thing. No, I think that. Again, when I originally had the idea to mm-hmm. be a life catalyst, I kind of felt I I knew it was for me, mm-hmm. but again, I I wasn't ready to be. Mm. I wasn't ready to accept it um, because I did not have enough knowledge and experience, okay. or where I was comfortable with presenting myself as such. Huh. Um, but um, nope, I, I don't recall ever like being like. Like I ain't supposed, I ain't to, supposed be. to be here. No. <laughs> like, what am I doing? No, 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 no. I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mm. love this. I wish y'all could like be in studio because I just love the energy and uh, so <laughs> we lit. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. But we'll be right back after this. For you, the listeners of the Evolving Tier podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free their service. Personally, I recommend Soar by Bishop T.D. Jakes. If you're feeling stuck with getting your business off the ground or taking it to the next level, this is the book for you. It will surely have you soaring high like eagles. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash t-e-c-p-o-d again that's audibletrial.com backslash t-e-c-p-o-d for your free audiobook today hello and we are back and i still have the beautiful miss steph crossley in the studio with me yes i'm still here (laughs) (laughs) yes and now steph i want to touch on your books Yes. And for us to talk a little more about what's in them and get people to buy them and read them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so let's start with your first book, With Love. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what what can we expect reading it? What is it um, about? With Love. Um, with Love is a workbook um, that really promotes and encourages self-reflection mm-hmm. along the way. Um, and it's founded on the idea that there's only two people in this world that's obligated to mm-hmm. love us or care for us Mm -hmm. and that's our parents Um, but what Mm -hmm. happens if that love is tainted or non-existent how has that shaped your view Mm -hmm. um, on love how you give how you receive and how you love yourself Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll really force readers to really like reflect on their childhood um, and then also pay attention to the energy that they're putting into their own children's childhood because mm. um, a lot of things are in our subconscious mind that we're not even yes. aware that we're doing something certain things um, not really realizing how detrimental it is to our children hmm. we're not y'all's children I don't have any children <laughs> yet but I guess the children I work with right um, but no it, it just pushes readers to to really um, own some of the um, experiences they've had mm-hmm. and then they'll go see a therapist maybe <laughs> <laughs> right that that's the whole goal right <laughs> there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist nothing. nothing at all and then naked in confidence what can we expect from mm-hmm. reading that yep one? so with love was focused kind of focused on how um other people mm-hmm. shaped your view on love so mm-hmm. your parents yeah. um and, and and in that book i detail um two key relationships mm-hmm and also my relationship with my um, my parents, mm-hmm. um, just as a means to 
encourage others to yeah. be honest because people you know the reason why i wrote this book is because or the reason i initially wrote uh start writing books is because um people used to always say oh Stephanie, i always come to your page for positivity or when i need a mm. word and, and i'm like people see me as this like <laughs> this per- perfect person that's always so positive yeah. it's like, huh. let me tell y'all i've been through some things but you can get to this point too mm. and i told myself like how what can i leave behind is tangible when i'm not yeah. there to give a positive word so that's that. what prompted the first book and then naked um with confidence it it's it's um more so you taking um accountability for Mm. um where you are in life so the the concept is um you know we tend to wrap ourselves in layers every time Mm -hmm. we go through situations whether it's failure disappointment relationships um insecurities guilt Mm -hmm. um we wrap ourselves in layers to prevent people from getting too close because over time we we do we do have a distrust for people once we we keep being in similar situations and it's like okay let's take accountability for why we keep being in those situations Mm -hmm. um so the idea is you know the concept is strip for me starting with your insecurities so Mm. just walking the reader through that process of stripping away whatever has caused them to be insecure and the idea is for you to be naked at the end of the book but being vulnerable and owning your vulnerability um uh, people oftentimes see vulnerability as a bad thing mm-hmm. and it's not like you have to learn how to be vulnerable with yourself before you you're even vulnerable with other people because it actually gives you um a better understanding mm-hmm. it makes you more like okay they can't use your weaknesses against you yeah so that's naked with confidence <laughs> and, and with love. I love, and I'm excited because I I got my book, yes, so I'm, yes. I can't wait to read them. <laughs> I was yes. like, yeah, let me get both of these because mm-hmm. I want to read these. Yes, thank you for the and support. And need to, you know. I appreciate it because I know I'm gonna get something out of it, and I can't yeah, wait to that's share. The goal. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's always the goal. Yes, you you come with expectations, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so let let's dive a little into the mental wellness of things. And so I know growing up, mm-hmm. it, it probably was no conversation about mental health or mental wellness and how important it is for for your your mental health to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But through life, um, were there any people that kind of imparted that on you, like you know? You need to be mentally healthy, too, not just physically healthy, but we got to get your mind right as well. Not that I can recall, in mm-hmm. all honesty. Um, what is mental health? You know, that mm-hmm. was, yeah. The, what is it? Yeah. Um, that that was kind of the question. Um, well, more so what it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, we just lived life day by mm-hmm. day. Um, and whatever happened, happened. Um, not connecting it to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um um, and I think it wasn't, it probably wasn't until I was in college and start, you know, just reading books, social work and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just taking co- courses and, and being involved. And actually I told you guys, people can't take away your education. <laughs> Once you have knowledge, it's your job to apply it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's yeah. really when I, and even then I don't think I put two and two together, but I knew about it and I knew mm-hmm. the importance of it. Um, but then it wasn't until I was what, 28, 27, mm-hmm. 28, where I'm like, okay. This is where mental health actually kicks in. <laughs> Let me go ahead and own this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then not looking at it as, oh, like I'm schizophrenic or bipolar because I think, you know, many of the mm-hmm. times people confuse mental illness with mental health or mental wellness. Or being um, crazy. Exactly. And it's, no, that's not right. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. far from that because of what we, the images we see and things in the media that's played out, we, we automatically assume those extremes. Mm-hmm. You know, but 
No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's such an important like they yeah. should this is something they should teach in in schools yeah. and they should incorporate into curriculum um because it's something that affects us greatly. Yeah. Um more than knowing I don't know. Uh what what do they teach us in school that we don't even apply to life? Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It can replace a lot of different subjects yeah. because it actually impacts us as mm-hmm. individuals and our productivity in the um, in society. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of schools are, are jumping on the bandwagon of just like that social emotional learning piece and mm-hmm. concept of things. I know some schools I work with have like a, this mind up curriculum, which focuses on their social emotional learning. And it helps teachers actually incorporate the, the okay. social emotional pieces in each um, concept of a lesson. So from history to math mm-hmm. to science. So that's a pretty cool curriculum. I just hope that the teachers are getting that social emotional well-being too. Well, I'll say the ones I know that practice it, I see it reflected in in them. Um, But again, the ones I know that practice it. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's important. Yeah. uh, Teachers are like, they're an extended family and they're raising a lot of students. Like, have you been, yeah, you have been in MPS classrooms. The classroom Mm -hmm. sizes are one way too big to even promote that's a whole nother subject okay but i go because i feel strongly about like we yeah. really need to for the mm. the teacher's sake for the student's sake yeah um we need to downsize mm. in the classrooms seriously that's a good point though because mm-hmm. <laughs> i i had to sit in my nephew's class and you just mm. see all of these students who are you know they're going through some stuff at mm. home and i don't want to make assumptions but yeah. but you you know just you stating the obvious it. and you have a teacher an older lady mm-hmm. an older white lady in a black school mm-hmm. not saying white teachers can't teach right, but right. just um and she's reading a book out loud and you have students who are supposed to sit there and listen through mm-hmm. a whole chapter while someone is reading but they're you know attention span is so, and it's like she can't really yeah. they maybe they don't have enough so, money to buy supplies for everyone mm-hmm. um so now she's getting frustrated with trying to get this person and, it, and yeah. you know and it's like I just can I help like you know but I, <laughs> right, you don't want right. to overstep boundaries but then you don't want to not help either yeah so yeah, yeah shout out no, to I appreciate one. teachers yeah. I do yeah I just want to make sure their mental and right, no. <laughs> emotional well beings yeah. are because they get the kids like I said the kids are walking in from stuff from the outside mm-hmm. and bringing it with them and so they have to be equipped mentally to deal mm-hmm. with that and you gotta think like some of those students are not even being fed properly yeah. or um maybe not even getting sleep at home mm-hmm. and it's like when they're dealing with that it's hard for education to be their priority yes and because it's hard for education to be a priority they're acting out in so many different ways mm-hmm. so i know i'm, I'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> no thank you I'm for really touching on that. that we we gonna talk about that a little more in depth like you know, just different concepts mm-hmm. I'm thinking about with with that piece of things and now stuff now because right in in the minority community when we say mental health or therapy people be like I'm not crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's white people's love like we don't do that like I don't have no issues how do you think we can move forward um, with, with continuing to break 
those stigmas down Mm -hmm. and those misconceptions about what mental health is and what it looks like and what therapy is and what it isn't. Mm -hmm. So how can we continue to move forward or be advocates in the community Mm -hmm. for people to see and understand just the, um, the benefits? I think continuing to have the conversation, Mm -hmm. um, about why it's important, but to making sure that, um, minorities know that it, that it is a resource available for them. I think, too, um, seeing people like them mm-hmm. makes it ha- easier to be relatable mm-hmm. and to make them feel comfortable, or make us, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> make us feel comfortable. I, I don't want to no. make it seem like I'm here and the rest of us are there, but no, no. to make us feel comfortable. Um, but I, and making sure that we all know that the resource is available and, mm-hmm. and where's the access? How do we access yeah. it? Um, a lot of times people aren't even aware that, yeah. or where we, where can we go find a therapist mm-hmm. in the hood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where can my mom go? Like if we, we have some school therapy therapist, but where can my mom go Yeah. when I'm at school? Um, and a lot of times because we, so there's so many single mothers out here. When is there time to go see a therapist? Because yeah. some of us are working two, three, four jobs just to provide this roof over um, the child's head. Mm-hmm. When do I have time to 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 reflect and and meet with a therapist and and really focus on mental health? Mm. Um, so it's it's really important that we're having a conversation. We're encouraging um, our friends, mm-hmm. friends, friends, our sisters, our siblings, our our cousins um, to talk about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to talk about it i don't know what it is but just to, <laughs> to just talk to talk about, about it. it and to continue to keep the conversation mm-hmm. and making sure we're not turning our noses up at people who don't want to see yeah. a therapist right away yeah because it's new yeah so some it people is. it's new so it, mm-hmm. it's going to take time yeah and i and you know i i do battle that piece where um black people consider me just another person in the system and, you know, I look like them. I got locks, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, they really going to be comfortable because I got locks. No, you just mm-hmm. still another person, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in a system that they perceive. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's building that trust and then yep. just, you know, just having those candid conversations and not pushing them further than what they're trying to go and, and literally meeting them where they're at. That so was that the basic education. Number one thing that's popping <laughs> in my head the whole time, like meeting them where they're at. Yeah. That's so, so important. Yeah. Awesome. And so, Miss Steph, I want you to leave us with the wellness tip. And a wellness tip is something to help the listeners evolve into their best self, whether it's affirmations, um, a technique, um, a podcast, a book, mm-hmm. um, a movie that'll change their life for the better. Of course, get a copy of With Love. But um, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I would I highly um, recommend just spending, make it a priority to spend at least fifteen, at least fifteen minutes uh, to yourself to really um, because. Our days are long, whether mm-hmm. it's in the morning or, or it's at night before you um, go to sleep, just to quiet the thoughts and, and the situations in your head. Just spend 15 minutes meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, so find yeah. it. You can. It's so easy to even just go on YouTube and find meditation mm-hmm. music um, completely disconnected from social media. So making sure mm-hmm. your phone isn't in your hand, um, making sure, you know, you're not conversing with anyone um, and just sitting with yourself just to. Woosa, because mm-hmm. we have a lot going on. Um, yes. that, that's definitely some, a wellness tip that I will 
leave behind today. Yes, I love that. And so what we'll do, we'll use the hashtag unplug15 because you said at least like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use that hashtag unplug15 unplug, yes. for this week. So I'm so excited to have have had you on. And if you can leave the listeners where they can contact and connect mm-hmm. with you because I'm pretty sure you'll be like, I love her. Like, oh, I yes, need to connect with her, have her to host an event. Like, I need to get her books. Mm-hmm. So I know they're going to be saying all that. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys can um, connect with me. Um, my website is Steph Crosley, and Steph Crosley is S-T-E-P-H-C-R-O-S-L-E-Y.com um, by email at Steph.Crosley at Yahoo. Um, and then Facebook, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Steph Crosley. Who is Steph Crosley? <laughs> Just Google uh, Steph Crosley, and I will come up one way or, or another. Um, but I hope to hear from some of you guys. Yes, I'm sure you will. And I thank you so, so much for being an awesome guest and saying yes and joining me today. And I know this won't be the last time. No, so it won't be. It won't be. I told you, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Those viewers going to go up. They are. Okay. I told you, we just have to continue to have this conversation and get it to the right people because we need mental health. We need to uh, always understand that it's always it's always necessary. Yeah. It's not some days in mental health is no, it's always necessary. It is. Thank so you thank for you that. for providing the platform. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, I'm Lakeisha and until next time, peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.